Amen. Once again, grace, peace, and mercy from God our Father and His precious Son, Jesus Christ. We are so glad to, to be assembled together once again in Jesus' name, that He may continue to bless us and and we lift up His holy and righteous name this day. Let us just go right ahead and, and get into the Word. If you open up your Bibles to Matthew 27. That's Matthew 27, starting at verse 1. I hope the Lord has been just as good to you as He's been good to me. He woke me up this morning and uh, saw the sun shining and just a blessing. It was maybe cold outside, but it was it was warm to be in Him. For truly in Him we live and move and have our being. We bless His name today. We thank the Lord for all that He has done. Okay, Matthew 27, starting with verse 1. When the morning was come, all the chief priests and elders of the people took counsel against Jesus to put him to death. Remember, Jesus was taken by the soldiers in the garden, and it was Judas that betrayed him. The chief priests and elders would not kill Jesus because it was against their custom, so they turned him over to the authorities to do so. They restrained him and led him away. Yet Jesus gave no resistance. They bound Jesus with cords, and Jesus came to unloose the cords of sins wherewith we were bound. Verse 2 says, And when they had bound him, they led him away and delivered him to Pontius Pilate, the governor. You see, the Sanhedrins had the power of life and death in their own hands in everything that concerned religion. But they had no evidence to put Christ to death because of false witnesses. They looked for approval of their conduct by bringing in the civil power. Therefore, they delivered him up to Pilate. Verse 3 says, Then Judas, which had betrayed him, when he saw that he was condemned, repented himself and brought again the 30 pieces of silver to the chief priests and elders. Understand this. Judas repented to himself. He did not repent to God. He repented to himself. When we repent, we cannot just be sorry to ourselves. It must be genuine. And we must turn from the sin and repent to God. It is not valid to repent just because you got caught. This is what Judas said, saying, I have sinned in that I have betrayed the innocent blood. And they said, what is that to us? See thou to that, as if they cared about that. In other words, that is your problem. You do what you got to do. Verse 5 says, and he cast down the pieces of silver in the temple and departed and went and hanged himself. Acts 1, 16-18 says this about Judas. Men and brethren, this scripture must needs have been fulfilled, which the Holy Ghost by the mouth of David spake before concerning Judas, which was guide to them that, looked, that took Jesus. For he was numbered with us and had obtained part of this ministry. 
Now this man purchased a field with the reward of iniquity, and falling headlong, he burst asunder in the mist, and all his bowels gushed out. Now back to Matthew 27, verse 6. And the chief priest took the silver pieces and said, It is not lawful for to put them into the treasury, because it is the price of blood. They were afraid of defiling their treasure, but not afraid to pollute their souls. Another way of saying it is, they strained at a gnat to swallow a camel. And they took counsel and bought with them the potter's field to bury strangers in. See, the potter's field were for strangers and Jews who the Jews would not endure to be joined with even after they were dead. Wherefore, that field was called the field of blood unto this day. Then was fulfilled that which was spoken by Jeremiah, the prophet, saying, And they took the thirty pieces of silver, the price of him that was valued, whom they of the children of Israel did value, and gave them for the potter's field as the Lord appointed me. Look at verse 11. And Jesus stood before the governor, and the governor asked him, saying, Art thou the king of the Jews? And Jesus said unto him, Thou sayest. And when he was accused of the chief priests and elders, he answered nothing. Then said Pilate unto him, Hearest thou not how many things thy witness against thee? And he answered him to never a word, insomuch that the governor marveled greatly. What comes to mind is this. Many times people are going to talk about you. They're going to say things that is not true. Just like Jesus, you can't stop them from saying things, but you can stop it from being true. And when they say, say it, it does not mean you have to get upset, go off, and try to defend yourself. People do things like that to get a reaction out of you. Verse 15. Now at the feast, at that feast, the governor was wont to release unto the people a prisoner whom they would. And they had then a notable prisoner called Barabbas. We do things like this today. People are protesting things today trying to set the guilty free. Therefore, in verse 17, when they were gathered together, Pilate said unto them, Whom will ye that I release unto you, Barabbas or Jesus, which is called Christ? For he knew that for the envy they had delivered him. They delivered Jesus to Pilate for the wrong reason. Every part of them delivered Jesus was wrong. But every part of Jesus' delivery for us is right. When he was set down on the judgment seat, his wife sent unto him, saying, Have thou nothing to do with that just man? For I have suffered many things this day in a dream because of him. You see, they did not have television, Instagram, and the broadcast that we have today. Today, dreams are distorted with bad images. Back then, dreams had meaning and meant something. Verse 20, but the chief priests and elders persuaded the multitude that they should ask Barabbas and destroy Jesus. You see, the religious leaders of the church asked the people, just like the angelicals move people today. 
they they tried to persuade the people to what is right and best for them. The governor, in verse 21, answered and said unto them, Whether of the twine will yet will ye that I release unto you? They said, Barabbas. Pilate saith unto them, What shall I do then with Jesus, which is called Christ? They all say unto him, Let him be crucified. And the governor said, Why? What evil had he done? But they cried out the more, saying, Let him be crucified. Here, Jesus comes and does miracles among them. And there is no one who will stand and testify on his behalf. Where was the centurion whose servant was sick? Where was the blind man who received sight? Where were the five and the four thousand who were fed with a few fish and loaves of bread? Jesus had was had been blessing people for at least three years. Where was the young child that was raised? Where was the lame man that walked? Where was the man that the devils were cast out? All these were true witnesses of Jesus doing good and not evil among them. Remember, they did what. Remember, they didn't want to do this during the Passover because millions saw Jesus as a teacher. But now this same teacher cannot get a good witness. 24. When Pilate saw that he could prevail nothing but that rather a tumult was made, he took water and washed his hands before the multitude, saying, I am innocent of the blood of this just person. See ye to it. Even without a good witness, Pilate could not be victorious or win out. Then answered all the people and said, His blood be on us and on our children. Then released he Barabbas unto them. And when he had scourged Jesus, he delivered him to be crucified. He could not just crucify him, but he had to have him beaten as well. Then the soldiers of the governor took Jesus into the common hall and gathered unto him the whole band of soldiers. And they stripped him and put on him a scarlet robe. And when they had plaited, plaited a crown of thorns, they put it upon his head and a reed in his right hand. And they bowed the knee before him and mocked him, saying, Hail, King of the Jews. And they spit upon him and took the reed and smote him on the head. We are talking about a man who is innocent and has done no wrong to nobody. And after that, they had mocked him. They took the robe off from him and put his own raiment on him and led him away to crucify him. And as they came out, they found a man of Cyrene, Simon by name. Him they compelled to bear his cross. See, a person sentenced to death was supposed to bear and carry their own cross, just like we must bear our own cross. Jesus had just been beaten with 40 lashes, and even the natural body can take only so much. He was beaten from a whip that literally pulled your skin. 
When they whipped a person, they would usually only apply 39 because most could not endure 40. But Jesus took the 40 and now they expected him to carry his own cross. But his body was too weak to carry it. So they found a man to do so. Scholars have all of, of all kinds of reasons why they picked the man they picked to carry Jesus cross. One says it was because he showed sympathy. But regardless of the reason, he carried the cross. And when they were come unto a palace, to a place called Golgotha, that is to say a place of a skull, they gave him vinegar to drink, mingled with gall. And when he had tasted thereof, he would not drink. It was a common custom to give a potion to dull the senses to help alleviate their sufferings. And they crucified him and parted his garment, casting lots, that it might be fulfilled which was spoken by the prophet. They parted my garments among them, and upon my vesture did they cast lots. From before his birth until his death, the prophecies of Jesus were being fulfilled. And sitting down, they watched him there. They watched him there so the disciples and relatives could not take him away. It was common for the soldiers to remain so they would not take the body away before death. Verse 37 says, And set up over his head his accusation written, This is Jesus, the King of the Jews. Then were there two thieves crucified with him, one on the right hand, another on the left. And they that passed by reviled him, wagging their heads. You know how we do. Wagging means to move or cause to move briskly and repeatedly from side to side, to and fro, up and down. And saying in verse 40, thou that destroyest the temple and buildest it in three days, save thyself. If thou be the son of God, come down from the cross. Likewise, also the chief priests mocking him with the scribes and elders said, he saved others. Himself he cannot save. If he be the king of Israel, let him now come down from the cross and we will believe him. Today, there are many that mock God in their own way. Some don't believe he, was, he has come. Some don't believe who he is. And others don't believe what he has said. They said he trusted in God. Let him deliver him now. If he will have him, for he said, I am the son of God. The thieves also, which were crucified with him, cast the same in his teeth. Everybody then was mocking and hating on Jesus. Many today are still mocking and hating on Jesus. Now, from the sixth hour, there was darkness over all the land until the ninth hour. The sixth hour is 12 p.m. noon. So from 12 noon until 3 p.m., it was dark. And about the ninth hour, Jesus cried with a loud voice saying, Eli, Eli, lama sabbathane. That is to say, my God, my God, why hast thou forsaken me? At this point, Jesus had taken all of our sins upon himself 
And God, being a holy God, cannot look upon his son while he was alive, carrying our sins. Some of them that stood there when they heard that said, this man called for Elias. By hearing Eli, Eli, they may have not understood the language being spoken. And straightway, one of them ran and took a sponge and filled it with vinegar and put it on a reed and gave him to drink. The rest said, let be, let us see whether Elias will come to save him. Jesus, when he had cried again with a loud voice, yielded up the ghost. The very moment that Jesus yielded the ghost, Father God stepped in. When we yield and give up our flesh, when we quit trying to do things our, of our own might and strength, that is the moment God can do what he has been trying to do all along. Yes. And behold, the veil of the temple was rent and twined from the top to the bottom. And the earth did quake and the rocks rent. The veil being torn from the top first shows it could not have been done by nobody but God. The veil hung and parted the whole holy place from the most holy it hid the mysteries therein, namely the Ark of the Covenant and mercy seat from the view of the ordinary priest. But when Jesus gave up the ghost, it was ripped from top to bottom and the graves were open and many bodies of the saints which slept arose. When Jesus gave up the ghost, death and the graves could no longer hold many bodies of the saints. Just not just any bodies but the bodies of the saints, not the wicked. And came out of the graves after his resurrection and went into the holy city and appeared unto many. Now when the centurion and they that were with him watching Jesus saw the earth quake and those things that were done, they feared greatly saying, truly, this was the son of God. Jesus was an example and people were believing all the way up until he gave up the ghost. And many women were there beholding afar off, which followed Jesus from Galilee, ministering unto him. Among which was Mary Magdalene and Mary, the mother of James and Joseph and the mother of Zebedee's children. When the evening was come, there came a rich man of Almithia named Joseph, who also himself was Jesus' disciple. Even being somewhere, evening being somewhere after four, but before this, the Jews sought Pilate that the legs of those who were crucified might be broken and their bodies be taken down so they would not be on the cross on the Sabbath. The soldiers come to Jesus for, for that purpose, but they saw Jesus was already dead. But still, one thrust a spear in his side anyway. This gave them the full assurance proof that he was dead. He went to Pilate and begged the body of Jesus. Then Pilate commanded the body to be delivered. And when Joseph had taken the body, he wrapped it in a clean linen cloth and laid it in his own tomb, new tomb, which he had hewed out in the rock. 
And he rolled a great stone to the door of the sepulcher and departed. And there was Mary Magdalene and the other Mary sitting over against the sepulcher. We see love and faith here. They would be the last to leave their Lord's resting place and the first to return when the Sabbath is passed. Now, the next day that followed, the day of the preparation, the chief priests and Pharisees came together unto Pilate, saying, Sir, we remember that that deceiver said, while he was yet alive, after three days, I will rise again. Command, therefore, that the sepulchre be made sure until the third day, lest his disciples come by night and steal him away and, and say unto the people, he is risen from the dead. So the last error shall be worse than the first. What they are saying is taking Jesus away and pretending he was risen would be worse than pretending all this time he was the Messiah. So they are going to guard the tomb to be sure this would not happen. Pilate said unto them, you have a watch, go your way, make it as sure as you can. So they went and made the sepulcher sure, sealing the stone and setting the watch. A guard was put on watch and the governor's seal was placed on it to prevent even his guards from being corrupt. With that, my time is up. And I thank you for yours.